welcome to a very, very special edition of the Coach Tyler Van Show with Coach Tyler Van. Also joining us from WQSB Radio is Phil Harris down here. Now, he's the ugly guy in case anybody's looking for him. Phil will be the ugly one in the bottom. I'm, of course, your host, the good-looking guy up top. And over to the right, Howie Chaney here every week. Coach, it would be remiss if we just don't open up the mic and and just let you have some words here about about Friday night and what a special night it was for the program. Oh, yeah, it was huge. Uh, Friday night, you know, uh, Madison Academy has been a really good football team for a long time. They will continue to be a really good football program. Um, those are, they're, I mean, uh, they were young. They're, they're going to be really good next year again. Um, our guys, I was really proud of the way our guys came and fought in the, in the game. You know, everything didn't go our way by any means. Uh, Madison Academy made a lot of plays, but we was able to bounce back and make some plays in the second half that got us back in the football game. And I was really proud, again, of, of something that I've talked about every week is uh, our guys face a lot of adversity every day, uh, every week. Something new is coming up. Somebody else is injured. We've had legit injuries. It ain't been people just hurt or banged up. It's been one thing after another. And then to see them uh, be able to fight through all that and then, in a game like Friday night against a really good program, um, be able to fight back and find a way to win a football game. is yeah, I love seeing our kids be able to do that. So it's very exciting for me as a football coach to see our kids get rewarded for, for the work that they put into it. So I was really proud of them. Coach, before we go to Phil and then Howie, uh, in watching a little bit of the film, four yards to Madison Academy in the third quarter. That was a momentum changer and a game changer. How great that defense, even though they gave up 45 in the game, in the third quarter, they kind of gave you some footing to get established to make this run. Uh, that's correct. You know, we made some adjustments at halftime. We decided we was going to come after them a little bit more and play a little bit more man coverage and make them make plays. And there's going to make plays. We're going to have to live with it. But we needed to, to put an extra guy in the box and bring a little pressure. Uh, it worked. Our guys got after it. We made tackles. We missed a lot of tackles in the first half, but our guys was able to make tackles in the second half. And then our offense was really able to continue to do what we were doing the first half, just uh, kind of cut down on the turnover, too, and make the plays that we needed to make down the field. So uh, defense was definitely a priority. We gave up 35 in the first half and, and gave up 10 in the second half, including overtime. So really proud of that group. If they weren't done what they did in the second half, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about a, a quarterfinal for sure. Uh, all right, I'm going to turn it over to WQSB scoreboard host. Uh, we hear Jeff and Phil every Friday night on your local radio. Uh, Phil and I have been doing games for a long time together. Glad to have you, Phil, and uh, glad we could bring you in on this special night to talk to Coach Van. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And uh, first off, Coach Van, uh, congratulations to you. Uh, you know, this is one of those runs you've had this year. It don't matter how many years you coach, you may not ever get this opportunity again. So I'm sure you cherish the moment and an opportunity to get to the semifinals is just wonderful right now for this football program. I agree. Uh, it's something I actually talked to, to a guy called me today. Uh, Rick Cleveland, I think, Coach Cleveland, uh, called today. I want to talk for a second and just congratulate me. And I, I've never heard of him or heard from him before. And he, uh, he called and said, "Make sure you. I, I coach for forty years. Make sure you cherish every moment that you're that you're in this situation because you don't want it to go by." You. He said, it, "At all the years, he remembers the times that he was deep in the playoffs, and uh, that kind of stuck with me throughout the day. Like, yeah, don't you know? I'm always looking ahead, trying to figure out what we got to do to 
to to win the football game. But also, I need to be where I'm at and enjoy every, every day that we're out there on the practice field. And I do enjoy it. Our kids enjoy it. We're trying to get better and try to win a football game. Well, that uh, you know, and I'll tell you, this is this is what I told you know when four Valley Head played last week. I told Coach Hammond, I said, tell the kids to enjoy the moment, cherish it, because you'll remember this game for the rest of your life, and that's the way it's going to be for the Sylvania Rams Friday night, also. That's right. Yeah, you get a chance to play in a third round game. It's like I told my guys earlier this week. Uh, it's a big game. It's a huge game. It's on a huge stage. There's a bunch of. We expect a lot of people to be in attendance. Uh, but at the end of the day, you don't get too high. We got we got to be sure that we understand it's a four quarter game. Enjoy the game, enjoy the the atmosphere. Play hard, um, but it's football. We still got to go out there. We got to play hard and do everything the correct way and get lined up. But our guys are, are are bought into it, and I think they're ready to go. Well, coach, you know I'm I'm sure well, I don't get to talk to you much on a personal level, and this is probably questions you've been asked a million times. Are you a structured coach? Do you like routine? Do you like structure? Yes, yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't like uh, free willing, and I like to know times and and everything kind of to a T every week. Uh, don't like to change. Period. I wish practice schedules don't change too much uh, from week to week. I may change a period here or there, but um, we're we're to as to a T as I can be. I, I like structure for sure. Well, are you superstitious? Yes, probably a little bit more than I should be. I get, my wife gets mad at me for being superstitious, but I am a little superstitious. I try to do things the same way. Um, and when we lose, uh, I shave. Uh, when we, <laughs> I'm one of them. So, hey, there's, there's hey. nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. Well, tell me this: When did you know you wanted to coach football? Probably when I played for Coach Gilbert when I, in high school. Um, you know, I learned a lot from Coach Gilbert. He had a he made a huge difference on my life and uh, had a huge influence on my life. And I always thought, like, if someone can have an influence like he's had on my life, just as coaching, being my coach, and um, that's what I want to do with my is uh, have a difference. And I love the game of football. Um, I love coaching. Ever since I got into it, it was definitely a great decision because I love what I do. I don't ever dread getting up and going to work ever. I don't drag coaching. I don't drag going in the weight room. I don't like, I hear people complain about their job. I'm not, I love mine. <laughs> so uh, I love what I do. And it's something I think that I started wanting to do. And I know what I wanted to be uh, when I was in high school. Well, Coach Daniel, besides Coach Gilbert, what other coaches have influenced you over the years? And I'm sure some of them maybe even be your opponents, uh, you know, because you went and get some good ones, you know, the, Two Pruitt guys and Coach Benefield. There's some good ones out there to kind of model things after, and I'm sure you learn a lot from those guys. Yeah, I've learned a lot from a lot of guys, and um, some some good advice I got from actually Coach Monroe, and I, I coached for Coach Monroe uh, at North Sand. Uh, that's actually where I started out at, um, and uh, he told me he said, "Always learn where you're at," because I was a young coach and I was just getting into it, and I was I was a position coach, and it was. He told me always learn what to do or what not to do. You can learn what you like to do, learn what to do, learn also take notes on what you think's not good, what not to do, because everybody's different. Everything everybody's gonna do things a different way in a certain way. And you may not like that. Well, take notes on it and don't do it when you get a job one day. Um, and I've coached for a lot of guys. I've coached Coach Henderson, um, uh, Keith Henderson, learned a lot from him. Coach Alan Willoughby was a defense coordinator, learned a lot of 
from him, more culture stuff and, and defense. And then uh, Don Jacobs at Scottsboro, man, that's probably one of the brightest football minds I've, I've sit in a room with, to be honest with you, because Jake is. He's, I learned tons of offense from him, just sitting in meetings with him and, and coaching under him. And uh, that's probably where I learned the most, because he's something I tell all the time. If I mess something up, he was sure to let me know about it. And I, I learned a lot from Coach Jake. And, um, and then when I got into becoming a head coach, you still lean on people, you still call people, and you ask them what they do. And, uh, especially as a young head coach and how you answer these certain situations. And because and, there's so many situations that come up as a head football coach that you never would have dreamt you'd have to deal with. Um, when you were a position coach, it's kind of things you never heard of. Yeah, I mean, again, anyways, uh, it muted. I talked to Coach Benefield a good bit, and I've leaned on him a lot the last few years. I went and sat and watched him work out when I was at Woodlawn. Um, you know, just talking to Coach Benefield, he's one of the best in the business. Just talking to him and, and listening to his culture and, and how he runs a weight room and how um, he mentors the players is, is something that I, I look up to him as somebody. I, I, want to, I want to win a lot of football games, and um, I'm a competitive person. I want to be better than him. And I got a long ways to go to prove that and he's a really good football coach, but I look up to him and um, I, I, he's done a really great job in a lot of games. And it's something that I, if, if I know somebody like that has won a lot of games, you're crazy not to talk to him and, and pick his brain and ask questions. It, it's hard. Sometimes you'll ask a question, he'll kind of scoot around the answer, not to tell you exactly how he does something to me sometimes. Cause he, but uh uh, I, I do lean on a lot of coaches, and I've coached for some really good coaches and, and been around a lot of great coaches, and it's really helped me. And Even playing in college uh, for Bill Clark or somebody. I, I played for Coach Grouse as well, but Coach Clark uh, at Jacksonville State, just being in the locker room and seeing when he walks in the room and, and how he built, you know, how the culture changed from the time he got there um, and, and turned it into a winning program. He won at Jacksonville State for the years he was there like – it didn't just happen, and Coach Clark made it happen, and, and how he created a culture. Like, I, I look, I like that. I, I like Coach Clark and how he done things. I try to do it myself, but I learned from a lot of guys, and, and just hearing Coach Monroe say that at it when I was a young coach has really helped me as well learn what to do, and sometimes you may be learning what not to do. Well, Coach, so far, you're on the right path. I'll turn it over to you, Howie. Coach, let's go back to uh, – well, go ahead, Randy. I was going to tell you, Phil, he's so superstitious that we lost our guest privilege at one time this year because he had too many <laughs> with kids appearing on the show and coach just pulled them from us. But they all every, got Every time one of them get on the show, they end up hurt. <laughs> we had to wait a few weeks. We had Coach Clark on. He didn't get hurt. So we got a trial basis back. So we're in good stead right now. Howie Chaney, go ahead. Coach Van, congratulations on the win last Friday night. Uh, let's go back and talk about that game a little bit, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've went on record to saying that's the best high school football game I've ever saw in my life. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm sure you kind of feel the same way right now. Uh, you, before the game, you always tell me what stats you want me to keep up with for the other team for the first half to know what adjustments need to be made. You was worried about their passing, but yet they came out and put up two hundred over two hundred yards rushing on you in the first half. I don't think you was expecting that, was you? No. Um, 
No, was not. They, I, I knew they were pretty good. <laughs> I, I thought they were pretty good up front, um, you know, and uh, we faced some really good offensive teams up front, some good old line, and I knew they were going to be trouble, but I really felt like our D-line was going to be able to play good and linebackers were going to be able to make plays with just how we've been playing all year. Um, and that was not the case. They do it. They, they're not – I mean, they run inside zone, outside zone, and, and what we call Texas, it's not a power read, but it's kind of a zone read there with the quarterback. And that's something we repped a lot. They run a lot of one-now screens and, and stuff we, we had repped. Um, but but you don't rep getting whooped. <laughs> that's not a rep. You don't rep uh, offensive linemen whooping you up front and turning you and, and creating creases in your linebackers fitting wrong. And then that was a, a huge problem in the first half. We was just – our linebackers was running their step out of the play on that inside zone. Um, so we had to change some things at halftime. We actually walked down and started putting them in gaps rather than letting them read as much, if that makes sense. And um, and it, it helped us a lot against inside zone, even outside zone. So uh, it was just things like that early. I, I wasn't expecting to have that issue, um, but we ended up having it. And I think it's really contributed more to them more so than how bad we played. They was really good up front and they're, their running back's a really good zone runner. He runs downhill. The first guy's normally not going to tackle him. He did done a really good job the other night of running the football. So uh, a lot of credit needs to go to their offense and, and how good they've been. They, they're the number one offense in the state in 3A average points, and, and that's not a fluke. I know they don't play in the, the greatest region, but they're a really good offense, and uh, it showed Friday night. Yeah, Randy, you told me a stat earlier. You want to give that stat out? Well, I've got I, – I actually did my research this weekend and uh, picked up some stuff from AL.com. One of the ones that amazed me, Coach, was Madison Academy since 2000 when scoring 40-plus points was 96-0. and 0. So uh, 96-1 and 1 now, but when they hung 40, 96-0. and 0, uh, I think that it speaks credit to your kids not giving up too. No, for sure. They, uh, they're going to keep fighting. It don't matter. You better be up by a lot, and you better not lay down because our guys are going to keep fighting and keep playing because they know uh, something we preach since day one. It doesn't matter if a good thing happens or great play happens. I tell them all the time, if something great happens, but fine. Uh, you got to make the next one. If something bad happens, fine. It's over with. You got to make the next one. Nothing else matters. You can't control what's happened, good or bad. The only thing you can control is what happens. Uh on the very next play, and that's something that they do a really good job of. It was, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, Randy. Yeah, it was the first half. It, it was a tale of two halves, really. I mean, Madison Academy did not really stop you during the first half. You had a couple of turnovers. You killed yourself, basically, but you didn't punt. But then after halftime, you were down 14 and came out and kicked to them, and your defense just showed up and put a, put a stop to them. Yeah, defense come out, and again, I don't think they're expecting us to, to walk down zero and bring some pressure. Um, we, we caught them off guard, I think, there on that first series, but our guys still had to make the tackle. Um, and then we was able to get the ball back, drive down a score, and then the second time we kicked it, you know, I, I knew they were going to make some adjustments. Um, it would get them to third and eight, third and nine. They throw a screen out to the side, and if you're in man coverage, if you're in cover zero and you're getting after them, you don't have to make one-on-one -on -one tackles, and they throw it to the running back out of the backfield, um, and, and it's one-on-one -on -one with our linebacker and, and one of their best players, and um, he's able to make a tackle there with nobody else left to make the tackle. Um, so it's plays like that that 
that make the game, that change the game. Uh, it's making one-on-one tackles and, and making big plays like that. 21 was able to make it for us. It um, was huge there on um, the second drive as well to get us the ball back to tie I want to ask you about a few plays that took place. I'm not questioning you by no means, but I, I want to know your mindset on some of the plays that took place. Uh, one of the things is on the kickoffs. We kind of discussed last week that you felt like they was going to keep, kick the ball deep to you, but they didn't. They squib kicked it every time. Did that really surprise you by, by them doing that? It did. Um, they have a really good kicker. It kicks it deep. And uh, I think the first kickoff they kicked, I think we had a pretty good return. Yes. Um, and, and then after that, I think they said, no, nah, we, we're just going to uh, squib it and we may – may get on top of it. I may watch Plainview a little bit and saw that we can't get on the onside kick or something. I don't know. But uh, they, they put it on the ground, and we was able to get on top of it, though. And uh, it gave us really good field position to start drive. So I wasn't complaining about it. I believe it's the first kickoff after halftime. Cooley, 51 Cooley came down and made one of the best tackles I think he ever did. The, the, he just stood the guy up and drove him into the ground. Yeah, it's the second one. The first one, 69, his brother made the tackle. Okay. Uh, and then yeah, the second yeah, time. Let's get 69 in there because I was told the other day at practice that he's as good as his brother. So both Cooleys are equally yeah. as far as playing, playing whites. Yeah, and 51 made the second one. So, uh, uh, no, that, that's another momentum shift. You know, we was we was gaining momentum in a game, and, and I don't care what anybody says, football's a game of momentum, and you need it. And uh, We was able to get a stop in the second half. We was able to drive the football score and uh, – you know, we kick it off again at 51, creates a huge hit um, and uh, kind of kept the momentum with us because uh, momentum can flip in a, in a switch, you know. So um, it was good to be able to keep it there and give our defense a little bit more hump uh, there for their second drive. So you had a play there. You was driving a fourth and one to actually take the lead, and you do a direct snap to 22, and the ball gets fumbled off seven yards. You had the ball at the uh, seven-yard line, I believe it was. Why did you not go for the field goal? Mm. Good question. I, you, the, the honest I'm truth not, is – Trust no. me, I'm questioning it. I'm just curious <laughs> about your thoughts behind it. No, nah, the honest truth is we've ran it, we've ran it really well all night. Um, and uh, my thought process was if we can't get a yard, we don't deserve to win a football game. Um, and, and the way our linemen's been playing up front, I felt like we could get a yard. Um their right side of the line did a really good job on the play. We just got to catch a snap, run it. Um, and and the other side of it was I was worried that a field goal would get us beat. Um, I didn't know if it was long because their offense is really good. They're a play away all the time. Um, so I was going to go for a touchdown. I was trying to go up 42-35. And then the last play I'm going to talk about is the great one-handed catch by 13 in the corner of the end zone for the interception to send it to overtime. The, yeah, the, I was standing there at that end zone, and the receiver was wide open. All of a sudden, you see a big thirteen with a big paw come out of nowhere to snatch the ball, send it to overtime. Yeah, it's a really good play by thirteen. You know, that's their best player. He runs a four four, a four five, number eleven. Uh, he plays slot outside receiver everywhere for him, and uh, he's one of their number one targets. And we knew that going in, we was playing sink, and they ran a smash concept. It was an eight yard out. wasn't really a true smash. It was kind of deep deeper than that, but they're in an out and our corner bit on the out, which he was supposed to take. And then their safety was one-on-one -on, -one on the corner. Um, and they got the matchup. I think they wanted the ball was slightly underthrown and 13 was able to go up and make a play. So, um, 
really huge play to send that game in overtime. Well, I lied to you. I do have one more. <laughs> the Go first play of overtime, 15, came around the end wide open, wasn't touched like he had shot out of a cannon and just nailed the quarterback for a five-yard loss. That set the momentum in overtime, I felt like. Hey, it was huge. I gave us quads empty, actually, on that play, and uh, we was bringing it away from quads. And um, that tackling guard over there, uh, they had to slide the opposite direction. It was actually a very good call and kind of looked – you know, it was a good call against what they had called. It was one of them that sometimes you're just in a good play and the, the other team's in a bad one. That's just how football works sometimes. And, uh, 15 was able to come off the edge and quarterback never saw him. I was really shocked he was able to hold on to football, to be honest with you. Um, I was hoping the ball was going to pop out and we was going to jump on it. But uh, nonetheless, we got the sack and was, was able to get a stop there and force a field goal. I got one more question and I'll turn it over to the other guys. Because I could ask a question about, like I said, this is one of the best games I ever saw. High school wise, it was. I don't want to talk about the officials, but it seemed like we do every week. But it was on the extra point. They called tripping, which I, I don't know why they did. But anyway, called the tripping. You got backed up, and Connor stepped up out there and kicked a thirty-something yard extra point, like it was like his professional on Sundays. To me, that was the play of the re the regulation time to be able to go to the overtime. That yeah, was huge by Andretti. Uh, yeah, they they got the call correct, actually. They, their wing back's foot was in the air. Why? I don't know. Um, it was uh, something that uh, is beyond me, something we don't do, something we don't teach, uh, and something that he did there that I don't I don't quite understand. He did it twice. A ref warned him the first time, and just so happened that he called it the second time because he didn't fix it. And so – I wish I'd have known that he was warned because it would have been fixed. Uh, I wish I'd have seen it on the iPad. I didn't see it. Don't understand why he did it. I ain't going to say his name. He knows, though, uh, who it is. But uh, I promise you we got that fixed. Hey, right, guys, Randy, Phil, y'all take it away, or I keep on talking, man. I want to make a, com I wanna make a comment on something, Coach. All right, schedule you've played. No doubt it's been a good one. You you know, and proof is in the pudding because you see Piedmont still playing, Geraldine still playing, uh, Fife still playing, Pisgah still playing. Fayette County was no slouch. You think you knew you made the comment that Madison Academy maybe's region wasn't quite as strong. Now, you probably didn't win the warm-ups when the game started. They were probably very athletic. But what part does the mental – aspect of football mean in this type of game huge i think you know we've played some really physical football teams not saying they hadn't they ain't taking a shot at anybody they played i think we're very prepared for the moment um very prepared for the for the football team who's playing um because you know we played five week ten a lot of people was really happy that i scheduled that i don't think but um it was it's huge for us to play an opponent like that late in the year. They're, they're physical. If you can get out healthy, you don't learn from it. You don't get better. And we don't have a chance to win the football game, in my opinion. We don't go out there and play five to, to make it a close game. We go out there to try to win the football game. And we had opportunities to have a chance. We just didn't make plays. And uh, they're a physical football team, and they made us better that night, Friday night. And hopefully we made them better. Um, but playing the schedule we did, um, I think our guys understand, like, we played Fayette County, who's, like you said, is another defense that played really hard up front. Westbrook, I mean, they, they didn't make the playoffs in our region, but Westbrook defensive line-wise and deep front-wise, was they were pretty sinking good. So uh, we played some really good teams up front, and it's helped us along the way and really prepared us. Um, 
um, mentally and physically for for what was to happen, you know, last week and what's going to happen in the future. Uh, so, uh, but I, I do think that does play a role uh, in the game. Bill, you almost read my question. I wanted I wanted to ask you, and then we'll go back to Tyler, but Coach Van. Uh, is uh, this region the best 3A region in the state, Phil? I'm not asking you to comment, Coach. Uh, uh, that's a little too biased. But, Phil, you cover the whole state. It's got to be either the best or the, the second best region in the state in 3A. Well, the, the biggest thing is you've got one of the best programs in the state in being Piedmont. And so anybody that plays Piedmont is going to get better. And, you know, they have proven it time, and, time in and time out. Three or four teams a lot of times will win out of this region. And now you look in the quarterfinals right now, and three of the four teams are in the quarterfinals. So the proof is there. The region is probably the most competitive anywhere in the state. Coach, you agree with – we talked about your region, sure. and it wasn't necessarily the one you thought you were going to be in, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise, though. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh I think it's one of the best, especially in the north, uh, in 3A North. I think it's uh, the best, obviously, because we got three out of the four in it. And, uh, you know, so it's tough um, week in, week out. Every week's a, a physical football game. Every week you got to be prepared and ready to go. And uh, like like Phil said, if you're playing Piedmont, they're, they're going to make you better. And that's a program that I think every – School in the state of Alabama, especially up north, they just strive to become as somebody who can you go win year in, year out. And the program that Coach Smith built and the program that he's running there is, um, you know, tops in the state, you know. So uh, it's it's awesome to be able to play them. And then uh, hopefully uh, if we can win this Friday night, and, you know, who knows. So, uh, but like Phil said, it's, I agree with him. You're not going to get a – Argument for me that it's not, that's for sure. Phil, you got to follow up uh, or anything you want to follow up on Madison Academy before we move on to Geraldine? Well, you know, I, you know, we haven't seen them that much. They've moved down to 3A, so you knew they were going to be one of the best teams, especially offensively. You know, of course, they haven't been quite as great as they have been, but give them time. They will be eventually, but uh, Sylvania snuck in there and got one, and that was just huge for the program. You know, like I told Jeff the other night after Sylvania and Geraldine both won, I think you'd have had a better chance to have won that $2 billion lottery than if you would have picked Geraldine and uh, Sylvania to be playing in the quarterfinals this year. I think your odds may have been better. Right. Coach, before we go on um, – to Geraldine, I did have one question, and it goes back to more of the emotion. And, and I've been privileged to take this journey with you this year. We talk every week. But uh, I made a joke at one point and sent you a text that said, it's a big win when the coach is running around trying to find somebody to hug. And you did. When you first won, you, you kind of wondered the field a little bit. we got to get you more focused on somebody. But you finally found 22 who's faced so much adversity this year. And, and, and just that moment we saw on video, um, that was a special moment for him and you and, and, a, and, and a long journey for 22 this year. Yeah. Um, you've been through a lot. Uh, I don't think uh, many people 
know his story much, uh, but he's been through a lot, faced a lot of adversity, lost a lot of weight, was sick. Um, in August, got down to 163. It's a kid that's normally weighing 198. He's down to 163 before the season starts. Uh, going through fall camp sick, never misses a day, never misses a rep. Uh, I have to hold him out if he's going to miss. Um, and then slowly he's able to gain his weight back, start running the ball better and better each week. Um, we, we, there was a time we only had to play him. We could only play him one way. Um, he continued to get better, and now he's playing both ways uh, and doing a really good job. And, um, you know, just he's faced a lot, been through a lot, um, but you couldn't tell it if you went and talked to him right now. You couldn't tell what he's been through. A kid holds his head high. Uh, he works hard, and he goes to work every day. And there's going to be a college somewhere lucky to have him uh, playing on their team next year. So, um, But I'm really proud of 22. I'm proud of all the seniors, man. Um, we have four seniors this year. Um, four guys that's helped lead this program, and I'm extremely proud of all four of them. And um, hopefully, we can keep this thing going because I, I tell them every week. I've told them this the last three, two weeks, about to be three weeks. But I don't want it to end. I don't want to see them four guys go. That's uh, uh, so the same thing I told the seniors last year. I love them. I never want to see a senior leave, uh, and I don't want this ride to end for sure either. So, uh, really proud of them though, and the way they've been able to lead this year. And coach, we've had we've had the blessing. <laughs> having them here and seeing that growth in them and, and what a fine young man they are and what a fine young group they are. And, you know, we talked about your numbers being low, but those four, you've always talked about them not being the most vocal four, but they certainly lead on the field in their actions. They do things the right way. Um, you know, there's uh, sometimes, you know, last year was rough. Uh, year one's always – kind of tough you got you know, there's a lot of teaching on how you want things done and it's an everyday process it's still an everyday process but sometimes i don't have to harp on little things as much on in certain groups and stuff because we got leaders that's doing things the right way there um they're already doing things the right way they're already you know talk telling each other about the little things and what needs to be done so and that's a credit to these seniors because they've been through it a year and these juniors also and, and so they got to every group's got to teach them freshman how it's done, but uh, we're hard on them junior high too. So they better come up ready to go uh, as freshmen. But really proud of them seniors. Howie, uh, I have a couple more questions about Madison Academy. We'll yeah. all Coach Van losing his voice and talk just a minute on uh, Geraldine and uh, what what do you got to finish up on Madison, Howie? Yeah, a couple of quick ones real, you know, uh, Friday night when you was talking to Phil and Jeff on the radio, you said you had four turnovers. People contacted me. It's like, hey, he only had two. It's two interceptions. I know the other two. You Would you explain the other two turnovers you're talking about? The Okay, so we threw an interception. Um, then uh, threw two interceptions, one, on, one to 11 on a slant. Then we threw a screen that got intercepted. Um, then we turned the ball over on fourth and one, where we bobble a snap. It's a turnover on downs, uh, nonetheless. Uh, and we turned it over twice on fourth down. Uh, so uh, that's a it's a turnover, in my opinion. When you turn the ball over on downs, it's, it's you're turning it over to them. Uh, but you know, and, and the biggest deal is why it's a turnover to me, especially on fourth and short like that. You're, you're always one guy away. We was one guy away, though, that we had to catch a snap. We get a first down, and we have one down block to make. One down block, and he's hitting his head on the goalpost. Just one. 
there was in the look we knew they'd be in. Um, we, it's just football. It's football. It's how it works. You got to win. Um, you know, you can get in a lot of great plays, but if you get whooped, you know, that's uh, people's in good plays against us sometimes. That's just how it is. But if you're in a good play to number 51 side, sometimes it don't turn out to be a very good play because uh, Ashley's going to make a play. But that's football. But we, we missed the block. We turned it over on downs twice and threw two interceptions. Yeah, when when they contact me, I'm like, you got to realize Coach Van's got a different standard of turnovers. Yeah, we had two interceptions, but we also turned the ball over fourth down, and to him, that is a turnover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wanted you to kind of explain that tonight to let some of the people realize that, you know, it, it is a little bit different on yours. And then one, one of them, the last thing I got on Madison Academy is right before overtime started, you come walking past me, and I always say something stupid to you. And uh, I said, Coach, are you having fun? And a snarl look on your face, you said, no. And you walked by me about five feet and turned around and came back just smiling bigger than, you know, a, a possum eating corn or whatever. You, you was tickled to death to be in overtime and being able to coach that game right there. And, you know, it just – it cracked me up, to be honest, as far as you were so serious. You're like, no. And when you turn around, you had a, you couldn't hold the smile in, yeah. the in that you was going into overtime in the – in the playoffs, uh, I, I, I couldn't tell you how proud I was of the guys that get it to that point because we were down two scores at halftime against the offense that it looked like we couldn't stop. Period at halftime, um, and, and I challenged them about what's your why? Why do you do this? Because this is why you've worked so hard. This this opportunity is why you worked the way you worked uh, since December last year. This is why you've done it. Like, if this is not one of the reasons why, you don't need to go to work when this thing's all over with because it needs to be a reason why. This is a huge opportunity, um, and you don't want to lose an opportunity because you can't get lined up right and you can't tackle. Like, don't lose an opportunity because of them two reasons. That's things we we work on all the time, something we preach. Don't lose because of that. Um, And they did a better job second half of getting lined up and tackling. And uh, it showed, and I was really proud of them. And when I get we got it to overtime, as a, as a football team, I know I felt as a staff, I felt like, you know, we kind of had the momentum because we had to come from behind. Even it was 42 to 35. We had to drive towards the end of the game. We made a play to score. And then we had an interception that put it into overtime that kind of sealed it into overtime. So we kind of had the momentum going into it. And I felt really good about our chances in overtime of just being able to run the football uh, 10 yards and score because we've been able to control the line of scrimmage. We rushed for over 370 yards. So felt really good about getting 10 yards on four downs. Um, it was just a matter of if we was on a trip on the extra point or not. Well, you had a good night passing as well. You It wasn't just solid. Yeah, we, we threw the ball well. We threw for 124. Um, nine made some good plays. We, we missed some plays in the past game. We had 13 open a few times deep. Um, but that that's plays we need to make and, and plays I think you'll make in the future going forward. All right, Randy, let's move on to this week. Bill, uh, after I give a few uh, stats here, I'm going to let you open up on questioning for Geraldine, if you could. Of course, Phil uh, is uh, at the radio station. You get to talk to coaches from all the schools. Of course, Sylvania, Region 6 rival Geraldine. Uh, found it interesting. 67th meeting between these schools. Sylvania leads this all-time series 32-31 in three ties, uh, about as close as you can get. Of course, these two teams have already played once on September 
the 16th with the Rams taking the win 41-24. And a true uh, playing a region team again for the second time. Big, big upset by Geraldine beating Mars Hill. Phil, take over with the question in there if you could, please, sir. Well, Coach, uh, of course, you know, I think the, you, you beat them the first time. You can throw that out the window. That really means nothing now because it's two different teams. They had injuries. You had injuries. I know they're a lot healthier than they bet at any point during the season. They had two monstrous <laughs> wins, two, two teams that I didn't think they could come close to beating, and somehow they found a way to, to uh, beat them. So going into this game, it's just going to be who plays the best, turnovers. You know, of course, Coach Davis, outstanding coach. He says all the right things. This is going to be not only a great matchup coaching-wise, but team-wise also. Yes. Uh, he's got a really good football team, and he does a really good job over there at Geraldina. Um, you know, outside looking in, he's done all the things the right way. They play hard. Um, you know, I think you can tell a lot about a culture by the way they play on Friday nights, how hard they play, and they – uh, they play extremely hard, and um, so it's going to be a hard-fought game Friday night, and it's like I told our guys, if we can't get lined up correctly and we can't take care of the football um, and stop them from running it, we're going to be in trouble. So uh, our guys know our keys like we have every Friday. Um, we'll just have to go out there and play and play really well because they're playing really good football right now. So um, I, I think we're playing good football as well. I think it's just going to be a really good matchup, and what a quarterfinal matchup should be is, is two really good football teams playing. And, you know, we're, we're, I told them, that's the same thing I told our team earlier in the week. It doesn't matter. We try to put, if we, if we talk about putting plays behind us, we talk about putting things that's happened good or bad in a game behind us. Well, we have to put previous games behind us well, uh, as well, because we beat Geraldine. So what? It doesn't matter. Well, we lost to Plainview. So what? It can't matter anymore. We lost to, uh, Piedmont, so what can't matter, lost to five. So none of, no previous game, win, lose, good, bad, ugly, can matter. All that matters is how you prepare today, how you prepare tomorrow, and then how you play, um, prepare Thursday, and then how you play on Friday. That's what matters right now. So let's just focus on what matters and what we can control because um, all we can do is control how hard we play and how we get lined up and how we do little things. That's it. That's all we can control. And I think your guys are ready to go. And like you said, it's going to be a huge matchup against – Two really good football teams. Well, Coach, you know, one good thing, though, is familiarity with the team. And you also get to play in your backyard. And that's going to be huge, especially early in the ball game, uh, because you know good and well you're going to have the fan support. But they are, too. But this is the type of game you want to be at home. Yeah, I'm, I was pumped that we got it at home. Uh, I think our communities don't come out and be loud. I've heard of people that's come to the game haven't been all year, which is great. We want you there. Uh, we want we want everybody there. Um, we want everybody in attendance that can be in attendance wearing green and supporting their guys because they deserve the support. And uh, it's huge early in the game being at home. I think we get to you know we we hadn't traveled just real great uh, this year. We we traveled well the other night, played really good in the second half, but. We haven't played real great on the road this year. I felt like uh, I think our guys are homebodies, so to speak. They like going through the routine that we have at home. We have a huge weight room that um, when we start our stretching and stuff, nothing's new. We rotate in the field house. Everybody knows where they're going. I think that kind of being at home and getting that, you know, just being simple, you know, familiar with everything and just rotating is good for us. So um, I think you'll maybe 
pray and have a low advantage. But when you step out there on the field on Friday night, say that it don't matter. We got to play. Well, I, you know, I hate it that I'm going to miss this when I have to be in the studio, but I'll be keeping up with it. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a dandy football game. It's one great game for the community. And I'll turn it over to you guys. All right, Chaney. Uh, follow up, and then we'll close it out and let Coach get home and get some uh, rest. Got to, I think I got one more for him. But what do you have for Coach? Uh, for Phil, you can listen to us on 98.3 Wild Country. Me and John will be broadcasting Friday night. Found out this morning John called and told me. So uh, uh, looking forward to that. And uh, Coach Fan, let's remind all the fans that, you know, it's state rules and all that, $10 to get in. Gold Fan, I think is the name of it. <coughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Gold Fan, get you tickets on there. Um, no reserve seats. So if you have reserve seats during the regular season, that's out the door. Uh, will it be like it was last last home game? You're going to have the gates open where people can go put blankets down? Mm-hmm. No? no. First come, first serve then, huh? Yeah, gates will be closed. <laughs> Yeah, because really yeah. that would be the, that would be the same thing as reserving seats if you let people go put blankets down. It's the same exact thing. You know, I've had conversations about that, but you know, it's not fair to let people go put blankets down because that's the same as reserving seats. Yeah, we're 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 told we got, we're gonna keep it locked till till game time. Ain't nobody going or not game time, obviously, but till the gates open. I don't know the time the gates will open, but it's gonna be posted on Facebook. Okay. Well, I know some schools will allow that. I didn't know if y'all were still going to do that or not. Uh, uh, you got two concession stands, one for the uh, quarterback club, one for the band members. Go see, visit both of them. I think the band room's going to have some uh, home cooking. So if you don't want a hot dog or hamburger, I think last last home game they had some pinto beans and cornbread or something like that. So uh, go go see them. Uh, are we missing anything else, Coach? I don't think so. Just be uh, there. I know I'm not shocked the fat guy came up with food somehow in the middle of the third round playoff. <laughs> that, that would be me. Uh, Coach, congratulations. Best of luck come Friday night, and I will see you Friday night sometime. Hey, thank you. I appreciate y'all. Hey, Coach, we've had quite a journey, and I'm not ready for it to be over either, but through the last many, many weeks, you've talked about, you know, preparation practice, practice, practice like you play, play like you practice. Uh, What's this week been like through two days? Has it been a good – I I can't think it ain't been a good practice last two days. Pretty good at times. You know, we always said that we we, – I got on a little bit in the last two days, but uh, it's been just normal – a week of practice for us. We've been they've been locked in, getting their checks and stuff. So they're doing a good job. They, um, they can tell it's a bigger game, but you know, I try to make it normal as possible. If they don't hear me screaming or doing something, they don't think something's weird. So uh, we they've done a really good job. I hated we had to go in the gym today. Uh, it was really wet outside. It rained all day. I uh, didn't want to get them. You know, first off, injuries didn't want to have any injuries on, on a slick surface in week 13. If I had to worry about them being physical and not to do that much outside, um, they were in trouble. But uh, I didn't want a chance to get them sick as well. We've had some sickness a little bit here and there. And so we went to the gym and um, got a lot done today, actually. And they were, they were locked in. They were mature about it. They did things the right way. And we actually had a pretty good day in the gym. But we get to go back out tomorrow. And we have to finish up the work week the, the right way, and have a good mental Thursday, and, and – Hayes in the barn, time to roll. So. 
That's a that's old Johnny Major saying. You may win over a couple of Tennessee fans. Me and Coach Wilson knows that one. I'm not anybody else does. Coach, um, again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being willing to take this journey with us. Uh, anything you want to close out with tonight uh, to the community, to the fans, to the players, I- any message you want to be united in front of? No, I just we need everybody there that can be there, show up, be loud. Um, it's going to be a huge environment, and, it, and it'd be a shame if we was to show up at our place and them have more fans than us. So uh, let's be sure that we pack it out, uh, get really loud, because um, our, our kids deserve it. Um, so do theirs. I mean, you got high school football players that anybody who's played it understands it. You go to work in December if you don't play another sport. If you play another sport, still work. Um, but you go through an off season where you work and you, and you try to get better. You better your body. You try to get faster. Uh, you try to get better at everything. And you do it all for moments like this on Friday night. So uh, they deserve uh, they deserve the support. We look forward to seeing everybody. We also want to thank KC and JT Holmes for sponsoring this show, being with us this year. And two, uh, anybody wanting to sponsor the quarterback club, uh, we're going to be around next year. Uh, we're always accepting donations for the show. You'll get some sponsorship on here. Uh, you can help the kids. And, and, you know, we know everybody wants to donate, but you get a little something for your donation if you'll mention that you're doing it through River City Media. And, and Coach, always always can use buses and equipment are expensive these days. That's the truth. For Phil Harris, thank you for joining us, Phil. If, uh, we thank you, Phil. Yeah, enjoyed it. Good luck, Coach. I appreciate you. For Howie Chaney, calling it on. Give it to us one more time, Howie. That ain't three wild country. For another fat guy that likes pinto beans and for Coach Ban, thank you, good night, and thank you for joining us.